Hey, everybody, it's Ryan Ripley. Wanted to get a new offering in front of you as soon as possible, evidence-based leadership. And so, as you all know, Todd Miller, myself, and Will Seeley, we're big on evidence-based management. We want to apply it to the leadership space. We all know that modern managers face complex challenges every day. You're juggling a lot of needs, your direct reports, your stakeholders, your customers, they all need constant attention. What we want to do is help you manage that. We want you to use information and data to make good decisions around all of these areas so that we're delivering the right thing at the right time for the right customer. And we know that we're doing that because we're using data and evidence to validate all the things that we're doing. And not only that, we're not just looking at value, but we're looking at our capabilities as an organization. Can we deliver on time? Can we innovate effectively? Do we have too much tech debt? Do we have too many things in process? Are we unable to deliver when the market demands that we do? We look at all of these things with evidence-based management. We merge that into a leadership uh, mindset and lens, and we enable you to make new and better decisions repeatedly based off of the data that you're collecting within your organization. It's exciting stuff. We hope you can join us. Visit agileforhumans.com forward slash EBL course. Join us in one of these offerings. We think you're going to love it. Hope you can join us. Use Agile for Humans, the number four to take another 15% off of this course. And uh, we can't wait to see you there. Warning. <laughs> Warning. Warning. People should be warned. It's fixing your agile metrics. I'm Ryan Ripley. Below is Todd Miller. Above is Will Seeley. We get together to talk about all things metrics when it comes to product and software development and delivery, focusing largely on EBM and other such things that help us get some great work done. Gentlemen, how are you doing this week? Swell. Swell? Oh, yeah. All right. Oh, yeah. Swell. Will <laughs> is still in the majestic mountains of the Netherlands. Indeed. Indeed. Gentlemen, yeah. we've got, we got some requests that came in. So we're actually, all of you out there, you're leaving some awesome comments. We really appreciate it. We're glad that you're enjoying these videos. The numbers are up. You're sharing. You're caring. It's awesome. Someone did leave a comment, though. They wanted to know about OKRs and metrics and Scrum and all those great things together. And we thought, you know what? Let's deliver something. Let's do it. And so, Will, I like starting with you on these things. OKRs, Scrum, go. I love OKRs. Um, Actually, let's start with, can you define them for those who are kind of like, what? That's an acronym. We should unpack it. Yeah. So, <laughs> so it's, it's one of those, one of those interesting things with, with a long history, but, but, but OKR stands for objective and key result. And it is, it's, it's one of those things that we really like in the agile space because it's a tool for autonomy and alignment. Um, right. The idea is you set a goal that you want to reach uh, at some level in the company can be all the way up at the strategic level for the entire company can be at the department level can be at the team level can be at a personal level if you want to talk about your own de development and then to that goal uh, that you want to reach you attach a outcome some sort of some sort of increase or decrease of something measurable uh, by which you can tell if you're if you're getting closer to that goal, yes or no. Um, this is also where it tends to be very very difficult uh, because of recurring theme on 
in our work and also on this show is how difficult it is to set good outcome metrics. Um, but as a tool, the idea is, well, you know, we set this, we set the, this objective of here's where we're going to, uh, here's where we're going to go. We set an outcome, which is, this is what we're going to measure. This is what we find important. And then that allows you to give people just a lot of freedom and a lot of low level autonomy to make steps by which they can measure. Are we doing the right things in the right way? When so done well, or even when, set their own OKRs. To when done okay. well, right? Let's, can we preface it with this whole conversation that when done the way that OKRs were meant to be done. So Todd, perhaps you've seen done, them done, used done. differently. <laughs> mm -hmm. So Todd, what's the, so yeah. So we'll, you know, surprise, surprise. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, you know, Will, you said outcome oriented, right? Um, so, and, and that is the intention behind OKRs. By, by the way, I, 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 am, I am no OKR expert. I have seen them used quite a bit in the trenches. And what I've seen them used for is um, let's, make some, uh, let's make some key results about being really busy. Right. Oh, yeah. And so we, we caution that all the time. Well, you mentioned outcome oriented. That's where we need to focus. And that's where I think Scrum really comes into play here. Right. Scrum really can help your implementation of OKRs, especially now that we have a couple commitments in Scrum. Right. We have a product goal, which is a long term objective. We have a sprint goal, which is a sprint objective. Um, and I, and I, I think definition of done too here when it comes to a quality perspective. I think the, the commitments in Scrum really could help us drive good behaviors with OKRs rather than this activity we're really busy stuff. Ryan, you and I talk about all the time. We're really, really busy not Great. doing the right thing. <laughs> I'm on fire. Good. What is that leading to? Uh, there's, and there's the wonderful thing about Scrum as a, as a container, right? Because nothing is preventing you from describing or defining your product goal as an OKR and your sprint goal as a smaller OKR. Well, Will, I was going to ask if, if we're a scrum shop, you know, there's so many weird things that show up in scrum shops. Like uh, why would we use OKRs when we have product goals in EBM? Like, can't we just set a product goal, set yeah. some evidence-based management measurements around that to see if we're getting the outcomes from that product goal that we're setting and then use the sprint goals to keep us aligned and focused and then just ship. Yeah, that would. But what you're describing is very close to what OKRs are actually trying to do. Okay. Right. Set an objective or a goal, attach a measurement to it to see if you're actually achieving it. And then, and this is, this is the critical part, go ship, go do things that allow you to measure if you're yeah. getting closer to that goal. Well, I've had more of Todd's experience with OKRs. I remember oh, yeah. a company specifically that um, I went into, um, you know, great, great talks with their leadership team, great discussions over many, many days. And then when it came to looking at the OKR portfolio, I think there were 12, 12 really big things for a, for a mid-sized organization. And in the past, they'd never done more than two or three. And I thought, this is where OKRs give you the illusion of being able to do far more than what you're actually capable of. And, and it really struck me. Um, we were able to convince the team to cut that in half, but I still think only about three or four were actually um, completed-ish. 
because they still, as Will, you pointed out, it's very difficult to measure. And it just turns into this. It reminds me of performance reviews, to be perfectly honest. Here's 37 things you must do by the end of the year to get your bonus. And you kind of, you know, we got 37 ish and they were all done with kind of it's where you're trying to get the D, not the A. Right. D D equals diploma. And uh, D means you get to keep your job. And and I, I find that this gets gamed and it's just weird, which is why I really like how concrete a product goal combined with EBM can be. It really takes a lot of that squishiness that game ability out of the OKR kind of, kind of scenario. Well, in, in that it's, it's as much a victim of its, of its own success as, as scrum is like, uh, I, th I think we've all been involved in, in quite a few shops where they say, okay, we're going to, we've made the executive decision to start using scrum. Um, between now and three months, all the teams will be scrum teams. We'll even set a really good OKR for it. You know, transformation success as measured by the number of scrum teams. As ridiculous as that sounds, that is an actual goal I came across in a transformation at a major Dutch bank. Just, we're successful in the transformation. Why? Because we have 30 scrum teams this year. Oh. Um, the same thing. Seen the same and thing. Then, and, then, and then it's, we're going to be successful because we use scrum, right? No attention to how good it's being used. No attention to empiricism. No, no attention to inspecting that. OKR is exactly the same. All of the things that that we all know that help people achieve great things in their work, right? Respect, courage, openness, commitment, focus, right? 37 OKRs are not focus, are not respectful of people's time. Do not encourage openness, right? Saying as a company, here's going to be the goal that we are going to go after for the next three months. And here's, here's how we're going to measure our progress towards that goal in terms of current value or unrealized value, or even ability to innovate. If it's, if it's about that kind of improvement, right? That, that can get you somewhere. Right? And I think, I think there where a lot of companies go wrong is, okay, you know, we'll stop using KPIs. We'll start doing OKRs, but they don't really understand OKRs. They just, they think that just by using the format, they will somehow magically get the results. Just like how you send someone to a two-day PSM course and suddenly magically everyone produces twice as much software in the same amount of time. Yeah. Right? It just it just doesn't work that way. Um, because it's because it's meant to achieve the same things we all want to achieve, right? It's meant to make things transparent, right? This is more important than anything else. Right? This is the objective we want to go towards. This is the product goal, this is the sprint goal, this is and anything else is secondary to this. This is how we will measure it. We will not look at how busy everyone is, uh, how many lines of codes we, we've produced, how many bugs there are in production. No, it's we're looking at, I don't know, like customer satisfaction or market position or market share or, uh, or adoption rate, those sorts of things. So how do we... So, and, and I, I like looking at OKRs and, and, the, and the fundamental like concept behind them, I think is excellent. Actually, it pairs very well with EBM, right? Because EBM has three different levels of goals, right? And strategic, intermediate, immediate, tactical. Um, and I think it, it it really describes a method for how you can construct those, which is, which is great. How do we stop falling into the trap of just measuring busyness? Because everybody's falling into the trap. 
Everybody's falling into the trap. You know why? You, because it's easy to measure because we've always measured it. It's just easy to measure busyness. It's harder to measure outcomes. It's harder to implement these kinds of things. Why, why do you think that? Why do you think that is? Because anything else is confronting you with something you've tried very hard for many years not to be confronted by. Quick clip, though. That should be on a calendar. <laughs> yeah, I think that's probably that's true. You're, you're talking about the minding attention to the customer and rather the illusion that your customer is happy just because you're busy. I think that if that is that right, Will? is that where you're going? With it? It's yeah, it's 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 finding out that the one person whose opinion you should care about the most, right? The person outside of your company door, not your not your boss, not your boss's boss, not your shareholder. That's the person you've been ignoring. That's the person you know the least about, right? Only, only as an abstract marketing persona, if you're very lucky, but someone you barely talk to. Customer. Right. And that's, and we don't like that idea, right? We don't, we don't like the idea that we've been neglecting something. We don't like being confronted with how much we don't know. Uh, especially, especially if we've been ignoring it for a long time. So, you know, we go back, we say, no, I deliver to this, to this other department or we work for the shareholders. And if the shareholders aren't happy, then, uh, you know, this company doesn't exist anymore. Right. We, we, we tell ourselves these things because it makes our world small and we feel secure in a small world. Um, and you know, you can, you can keep that up for quite a long time in certain branches, but certainly not forever. Yeah. yeah it, it's, it's a difficult, uh, this is where, uh, you know, a year ago, Todd had this insight while we were, I don't remember which flight or which hotel or which class we were teaching or traveling. This was actually two years ago then pre COVID where Todd, we were just sitting around after teaching. I think we were tired. We were having dinner. And you said, you know, it's going to be the failure to adapt that really just trips everybody up. And because we used to think it was transparency. Oh, it's real hard to show your work. It's real hard to inspection is is uncomfortable. It's, people are really good at both. But the adaptation mm -hmm. is just it's the it breaks that control that Will's talking about. And so OKRs and EBM and all these, they're worthless if you're unwilling to change, yeah. right? And this is going to be the new battleground. This is where what we're trying to do is give you tools to show the changes you need to make. But if you won't change, yeah. you're you're going to lose. It, it's, it's already over. It's like the tanker ship from Will's uh, story from the last episode. You're going to crash and, uh, and you, and you know it. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that's where these tools come into play. 100%. Definitely. Well, I think this is an awesome question. We got it. We got this question quite a, from a, quite a few different people commenting on not only this video series, but your daily scrum. Um, so hopefully we answered it. Well, let us, the only way we can know is to ship it and get feedback. Right? Yeah. So let us know below. We got this comment section. Let us know what your questions are. If you have some follow-up, if you want us to go deeper in an area, did we answer the question? Do we help? Do we hurt? Let's see how we did. So we'll collect your feedback. Um, but I think that is it for today. So it's end screen time. 
Um, like and subscribe so you know when uh, more videos drop, fixing your agile metrics, fixing your Kanban, fixing your scrum, your daily scrum, fixing your agile coaching. Tons of shows are dropping pretty frequently now, so like and subscribe so you don't miss a single one. Check out the videos below. They should have just popped up. I'd imagine at least one of them will be helpful to you. Check out the socials. We're active all over the place. You can find a lot of Agile for Humans content. You want to take a class with Todd and I? Check out the description. We have EBM courses. We have Scrum courses. We have Kanban courses. All sorts of fun stuff to keep us all busy. Um, but yeah, thanks for joining us. We hope this was helpful. And uh, we'll see you in a week with another episode of Fixing Your Agile Metrics. Hey, it's Ryan. If you're enjoying this show and want to take a deeper dive into Scrum with me and Todd, check out agileforhumans.com forward slash training. Be sure to also look at the show notes to subscribe to our newsletter, get a copy of our book, Fixing Your Scrum, and learn more about working with us at Agile for Humans. Thanks for listening and Scrum on. <laughs>